What's going on, guys? In today's episode, I talk to you about understanding your customer. And I think a lot of us are so focused on what is important to us, our sales process, our marketing, our our social media, all that stuff. That's great. But you have to put yourself in the position of your customer. And it's all about building a relationship without them even meeting you. How do we accomplish that? So you're going to love this episode. Implement some of these things. Don't just listen in the car or wherever you're listening to and say, that would be a good idea. You know, oh, wow. If I did that, I would definitely uh, see results. No, no, no. Make the decision to take action. That's what this is about today. So jump in. I'm excited. Try to listen all the way through. I know that you know, these kind of run long. I try to keep them under 30 minutes, but it's important for you uh, to, to keep the momentum of the conversation. So try to listen all the way through. Thanks for listening, guys. Enjoy this episode. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. What's going on, guys? Hey, today I really want to give you a kickstart in really adjusting your focus on how to sell to homeowners, how to sell to people, how to get your name out there, how to market, how to brand, all of these different things that us as business owners have to continuously work on, have to continuously press toward. And I'm going to give it to you right now. It's very, very simple is that you need to be a consumer before you can be a producer. That's really important because here's the thing. If you are selling to a market and you don't understand how that market is buying, that's going to create a lot of confusion. It's going to really, it's ultimately going to you know, make you waste money because you have to understand how people buy before you can sell. And it took me a while to really grasp that concept. You know, when I was selling cars, um, you know, for me, I had to understand how somebody experienced a car sales interaction and how could I have done that? Well, actually, I actually went and bought a car and I had imprints of what I felt when I went to go do that. This was before I got the job selling cars. I had imprints of what that interaction was like, what that feeling felt like of of seeing the car that I wanted to buy, how that feeling felt when I was sitting down at the negotiation table and the salesperson was delivering me uh, a price and I was able to kind of negotiate a little bit and get the price that I wanted to get as a customer, how that feeling felt of having an enthusiastic salesperson uh, that was really invested in helping me out, that feeling that I felt uh, when I sat in that car and drove off the lot feeling that I had a great experience with that place. And in the same way, guys, what do we think about places that we've had poor experiences with? You know, me as a homeowner, I mean, it it seems like every two out of four uh, contractors that I deal with for different things around my home are subpar, but it's a beautiful thing because little do they know I'm taking notes. Um, I'm, I'm understanding how they operate so I can be that much better in my own business. So again, understanding your consumer 
is more about you being a consumer. And I and I want to talk to to you guys in terms of how you can do this. Now, maybe you're not a homeowner. I get it. But how hard would it be for wherever you are and wherever you're living to call someone over for a quote, just to make a phone call to see what that process looks like? You've got to understand what it feels like to be in a position that your customers are in. And I try to use this, um, you know, in, in all of my sales interaction is to understand. So the first thing is to understand what that buying process looks like for a customer. And when I understand that, that means that I can position myself right where I need to be in order to look like a hero. And I'll kind of give you an example. This comes down to buyer's motivation. And let me backtrack for a second. If you're not the type of person to get a quote from somebody else, that's totally fine. You can do this enough to where you can understand what your customers go through. But the key is, is as you're doing it, you're taking notes, you're taking mental notes, you're putting yourself in their shoes. And for me, it really comes down to the buyer's motivation. You know, I can identify with somebody that's moving into the home that needs something done, that needs expert level communication, that needs all of these deliverables met in order for them to get to their destination. So for me, as I'm approaching somebody who is moving into their home, what am I doing? Well, the first thing that I'm doing is I'm putting myself in their shoes and understanding how important communication is, understanding how important scheduling is, understanding how important deadlines is. I currently have a lady right now. She is on it. I mean, this lady sent me a message, an email, you know, that, that's almost a page long of who I'm meeting and, and where the colors go. She she put a PDF together of the diagram of where the colors are and and asked me a few questions and and said, well, just make sure that you connect with this realtor here so he can let you in that day. And like all these things are super important to her. And I appreciate that. And as a customer, you know, I could be you know, I, well, as a, as a contractor, I could be like, oh my God, this lady's nuts. I'm not going to respond to this. You know, she'll, you know, we'll figure it out. But I understand that if I don't respond to that, it's going to create fear and anxiety in this customer. And this is poor business practice. I'm just saying that we can get lazy sometimes. We can, you know, overlook this. And if you don't understand the customer and sit yourself in the customer's shoes, then you may not take this big email as seriously as you would um, if, you know, the alternative were true. So we, we, we look at a customer like that. And I know for a fact that this is important to her because I can put myself in her shoes. I've been in a position where I needed things done before I could move. And I've been in a position where communication wasn't effective. I've been in a position where scheduling wasn't certain. And it's a really hard position to be in when you're trying to put a bunch of parts together and and that one part is is failing. So for me, I make it a point to put myself in my customer's shoes when it comes to sales. Same thing when it comes to a situation where somebody is dealing with um, uncertainty of, of, of selecting uh, colors or whatever that case may be. I've been in a position where I didn't know what type of tile I wanted and it was kind of frustrated. So for me, I'm very delicate about that situation. I try to provide a solution. Okay. And I, and I know how important it is because I've been a consumer. And of course, me having so much experience selling to people, the same things come up. 
So in the same way, I'm, I'm utilizing those experiences and I'm able to deliver, uh, you know, re, you know, solutions uh, to customers before they even ask for them. And that's the key. That's how you get better is that you you surprise people with the next step. And uh, I get it all the time. It's like, hey, oh, that, that was my question or, hey, how did you? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask next. And, and really, it's just being a facilitator, guys. That's my word is the facilitator of the experience. And you know what the next step is. You already know what the pain points are. You already know what their motivation is and how you can make an experience really, really awesome for somebody. And it comes down to understanding and putting yourself in your customer's shoes. And that's in a sales regard. Let's talk about a marketing regard. Okay, so the marketing regard is essentially, what does it look like for somebody to reach out to a company? What does it first feel like and what does it look like? Let's start with the feeling. And I really want you to understand this because this is the premise for all that I do in terms of how I build trust with people. The first thing is, is that as a homeowner and knowing contractors, I'm apprehensive to invite people to my house. Would you agree? Think about it for a second. Would you agree with the idea that it's kind of sketchy, really? I mean, that's what has been created in our market to to get someone to come over to our home to give us a quote. the The market for contractors is is unfortunately we they we we don't have trust off the bat. That's because of poor experiences prior, friends that have had poor experiences, and the general consensus of what a contractor is until they get to meet us, of course. But what's the goal then if we know all that to be true? If we know that customers are kind of apprehensive to invite us over because they're unsure of if they can trust us, they're unsure if we're delivering our promises, they're scared to maybe get their deposit stolen. We we know this. We talk to customers that just show us right off the bat that they don't trust contractors. Oh, I don't I don't give deposits. Don't ask, you know. And I'll ask why. And I've been burned before, you know. And it's like they have this pain. Um, or they know someone that has, like, let's not be ignorant to this. So that's part of putting ourselves in our customer's shoes. So how do we do this? Well, we have to go through the buyer's journey. And the first buyer's journey is how do we build trust? The first point, excuse me, how do we build trust with somebody that doesn't know who we are? That's number one. How do I become, come across so trustworthy to individuals that they want us to actually come to their home, come inside their home and for us to provide them with the quote. How do I build that trust? First step, number one, online reputation. It's been a focus of mine since the early days of my business. And and, and everyone's like, man, how did you how did you just have the awareness to get so many reviews? How did you have the awareness to to build this online reputation, you know, early on before you even knew that it was important, you know, and, and it's like I didn't have to put myself in the shoes of a buyer of a painting, you know, service. I didn't have to do that to say, you know what? I should probably do this. It was innate because I put myself in the position of a buyer of things in general. Nowadays, 2021, it was 2017 or 16 at the time. But I recognized that the way I buy things is by going online, looking at reviews, making my own determination of whether or not to buy this product or service, whether that would be on Amazon, whether it would be, you know, for whatever, doesn't matter. I would look online from going to a restaurant. I would look online buyer behavior. 
Okay. Reality of the situation is it's only going to continue in this direction. Trust is being built online. Are you in a position of trust? If I go and search for your company, can I make a decision on whether or not I can trust you based off of what you have online? That's a question that you should be asking yourself. Could I trust you? Okay. Do I have trust in you? Did you find a way to build that with me? And it's 100% possible. So don't think that, you know, oh man, I'm so far away from that. You know, you're not. It comes down to a few things. Number one, reviews. Of course, reviews are testimonials. Reviews look pretty, but what are they really? Reviews are people that said, hey, I hired this company. I at first was in your shoes. They did a great job. They delivered their promise. They're excellent. It's safe to bring them into your home to give you an estimate. And it's safe to hire them to actually do the job. It's safe. That's what reviews come across and say. That's why they're so important. And you have to have a strategy to get as many reviews as possible because it tells other people who have no clue who you are, it's safe. And what's interesting is that in my business right now, I do estimates for people I never speak to or talk to before I show up at their door or Chris does. But before it was me, I would, I would, get them to put in a request online. They book with, you can book me automatically. And I show up at their door before they even, we even spoke on the phone. I don't have no clue what they look like, what they sound like, no clue, nothing. And I show up to their door. That's how much trust we've built online. Mostly because of the reviews. We have 108 currently on Google. We have almost 200 on home advisor. We have over 40 on Facebook. Um, and we have, like 20 on Angie's list, you know, five-star reviews. So for me, it's like, you can go online and look us up and you're going to get a good idea that, Hey, premium comp premium painting is safe to work with. Okay. They're a good bet. And that's what we want to accomplish online. So reviews, number one, number two, I looked up yesterday. Uh, I posted in the Facebook group. We have sources of traffic. One of which is Google, obviously is what we're talking about mostly here, but Google, it shows you the behavior of people who interact with your business. So when somebody looks up our company, it said 27, uh, or excuse me, 72 people clicked call now. So they looked that we had 108 five-star reviews. They could have read some and they just hit the call button on Google. Okay. 279 people hit website. <laughs> and that was a little surprising to me is that even though in today's age, how easy it is to base things off of reviews, it's not enough for some people. Okay, cool. So that means that I have to have a website that conveys trust. So if you go to my website, paintpremium.com, at the very, very top, we have this video that we did where it has my face on there. It shows our team. It shows our processes. The video is phenomenal for trust. It says, hey, we're the company to call. Okay, I invested $1,000 into that video. I've ran it on Facebook. It's made me over 200000 in revenue. It's a phenomenal video. It's built awareness like you wouldn't believe. It's been watched over 55,000 times. It's a phenomenal video. I suggest you go look at it and find a media company to go to go mimic it for your business. You can use you can you can copy it word for word. I don't care. You know, but it's a phenomenal video. Long story short, at the very top of our website it says you can trust us, right? Through that video. And then as the website continues, it has 
hey, who we are, what we do. Hey, you know, messages here on, on Facebook, look at more reviews. Like, so the website has one goal. People think that a website is designed to get you business and don't have that misconception. Like, like it's very rare for your painting business website, you know, unless it's, it's extremely optimized to be, just be a cold source of traffic. What I've recognized is that the website is really just another thing that says, hey, you can trust us. So we built it with that in mind. You need to have a website for that reason. If you don't have a website, you're missing out on that second trust point. Remember the data, 270 some people went to the website, 72 clicked call now first. So that means that, you know, three times you know, almost four times the amount of people want more trust than looking at reviews. We have 108 reviews on Google, five star, and they still went to the website to read more, to see more, to, to make a, to make a, an even better judgment. Okay. That's really important. So here's where I'm getting at. You need a website that conveys trust. Okay, cool. So we do that, but here's another thing. Let's think of some things that don't convey trust. Is your website choppy? Is it slow, right? If your website doesn't load, you know, they're probably thinking, man, like they don't really, they're not really on top of it. Okay. Um, is your website mobile friendly? And they might think, ah, you know, uh, did you do your website yourself? You did your website yourself and it kind of sucks. Well, you might've thought that you saved money, but how much money are you losing when people go there and they're thinking, um, yeah, they don't seem that much that professional online. I'm going to look elsewhere. Why is this important? Well, because people just don't buy differently just because it, they're buying a paint job, a flooring job, a roofing job, or whatever it is that you do. They don't just buy differently. They buy the same way they buy everything else. Fall in line, my friend. Although you're in the painting business and we think we're special and they will compromise their own values just to hire us, you know, that's not true. The way they buy things on Amazon, they do their research, they look at reviews, they ask friends and they make a decision. You know, the, 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 the way they go to a restaurant, they search where they want to eat. They look up reviews. They maybe go to the website. They look at the menu. Then they make a decision. You know, same thing with all sorts of different things. So understand that you have to understand your buyer. You have to understand what they go through to get to you. Now, let's say they pick up the phone. Let's talk about that. Let me ask you, when you make a phone call to a business and they answer the phone like this, hello? please tell me that the initial reaction is like, why are you answering the phone call that way? <laughs> you know, don't answer the phone call that way. I'm, you're a business. Don't say hello to me. We're not friends. Okay. So when I answer the phone and I have a lot of practice with this because I worked at the bank and part of our responsibility was answering the phone for a bank, you know, you can't answer the phone for a bank. Hello. You know, and they listen to, you know, so I had to develop that like that, that phone greeting, you know, that says, Hey, thank you for calling XYZ. This is Tanner. How may I help you? Um, and if any of you guys prank call me, I think some people do, man, which is fine. I don't mind because they just hang up, you know, and that's cool. I think they want to see if I'm actually in business, but I don't answer the phone anymore. So you won't get me. Uh, but you know, Teresa's trained to do the same thing. And essentially it says, you know, essentially whenever I answer the phone, even if customers have my personal number, it's, you know, at the very least it's hello, this is Tanner. You know, it's actually funny because like, you know, that's just how I answer my personal phone now. It's like, I'm, I'm in business all, all around. So chances are if a 
numbers calling me. They want something to do with business. So the the response is, hello, this is Tanner. Um, and in my painting business, it's thank you for calling premium painting. This is Tanner. How may I help you? And I answered the phone that way since day one when I had me and one other person, my dad, and we had nothing, no reviews, no nothing. But really, the idea was to act big when I was small. And if anyone called me, I wanted them to know, hey, we're on it. At the very least, I'm going to sound different than the other guy you call. Okay? At the very least. And that's how we build trust. So they make that phone call on Google. Just because they hit the call button doesn't mean that, you know, they're just, they just trust us right away. There's no way. They want, they're still in the process of building trust. So let's talk about that really quick. That phone call greeting says, professional, right? And then how we go about that phone call. Are we dialed in? Are we random? And, you know, again, experiencing this from the customer side, I know what it feels like when somebody has no direction of facilitating the the appointment. You know, so if somebody calls you, get off, if you're painting or if you're working, get off the ladder, go outside, be a professional, say, excuse me one second, just allow me one second and I'll take down your information. Okay. Don't just, you know, you know, finish what you're doing and sound busy. That to, to the customer conveys that you're not professional. You're not trustworthy. So for me, even when I was working, I'd stop what I was doing and I knew exactly what the goal was. The goal is to find out what they need and set an appointment. And it still is to this day. There's no need to spend time on the phone for this initial phone call. Anytime I've ever done that, it was a waste of time. So it's, what do you need? And let's start with the information gathering process. Hey, so what brought you to call us today? What can we help with? Oh, I need this, 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 and this. So I pre-qualified to make sure it's a job that we would take. And then I go from there. All right. May I have your first name? May I have your last name? May I have your email to send you the quote? May I have the address? May I have the best phone number to reach you in case we're running behind? And when I word everything that way, the information rattles, boom, 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 boom. Isn't it phenomenal when you call and, and you get somebody on the phone like, who just helps you in that way rather than like I would order pizza for the guys and like they would answer the phone like, Hey, this is Domino's. And then they'd be like, okay, let me get a pen and paper. It's like, why else would I be calling you? Like, why don't you have a pen and paper like in your hand ready to rock? You know, same thing. Like, and then it would be so aimless. Okay. Um, you know, all right. So, um, what's your first name? And it's like, and, and I'm sure it's like maybe their first job and they don't have that type of ownership, but it's like, I want, I'm calling you and you should be facilitating exactly what the next step is for me as an educated buyer who's going to spend money, right? So the thing about it is, is that remember that as you're, as you're answering the phone, get to the point, be a facilitator, tell them the next step. So the next step would be, okay, you're going to get a confirmation email from us. And then I repeat the day and the time that we set for the appointment. And obviously during that conversation, we would discuss what that would be. Hey, I have Wednesday and Thursday available. Does the afternoon work good for you? You know, and, and, and facilitating, right? You don't want to sit on the phone for 10 minutes going back and forth. Be a professional, have your calendar open as you're talking to somebody, identifying what the day would be. We have four points in the area that we work in, obviously Southwest, Southeast, Northwest, Northeast. So I ask, what part of town are you in? Northeast? Cool. Then I look at where my estimates are for Northeast and I say, okay, we'll actually be in your area Thursday in the afternoon. Does that work? Oh yeah, it does. Okay. We have three o'clock. Does that work? Great. Okay, cool. So when I finish the conversation, you're going to get a confirmation email. We will see you Thursday at three o'clock at this address. Thank you so much for calling. Hey, by the way, where'd you hear about us? Oh, I heard you about it from Google. Fantastic. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Cool. 
And then I'm leaving them with an impression that, all right, cool, that sounded good. So I liked them on Google. I liked them uh, on the phone call that I just made. And then now they have to deliver on the appointment. So how do we do that? Remember, customer shoes. Customer is probably a person who has a schedule. Um, we always, we all do, but maybe the, you know, let's, let's think about our high level customers that actually take pride in their schedule. So we have to be mindful of their time. You know, even if you're running late, you could be an hour late. Like it's okay. You could be two hours late. It doesn't matter. As long as you call them with enough time to let them know you still are in great graces. That's actually a benefit sometimes to call them and say, Hey, you know, unfortunately we're just trucking along today, but we have hit a roadblock. We're running a little behind. I just wanted to ask if four o'clock would work out today. Um, so we can make sure that we're on time and the reaction that you'll get is always positive unless, you know, they have a dire need for the job, which is very rare. They'll say, yeah, absolutely. That's great. And then they'll look at their husband and say, can you believe that they actually called us to tell us the landscaper, you know, I mean, we were sitting here for three hours eating dinner with anxiety because he didn't tell us that he was not coming that day and he didn't answer his phone. So I'm sitting here waiting for somebody to come. You know what kind of feeling that gives people when you're late? Don't ever be late. Forget it. If you're late and you don't call, just leave. One lady did that to me. I dropped the ball once and it was enough for me to know that I made a a major mistake by being late and not calling her. Like the way that she looked at me throughout the entire estimate, it was like painful. Like you ruined my day, you know, and I felt really bad and I apologized. And really what happened was, is I had her down for two and she had us down for one and there was just a miscommunication there. So I showed up an hour late in the best mood ever trying to, you know, wow her. And she just hates me, you know, and that that showed me like, wow, like, you know, you, I've really got to be careful about this. So coming across professional, putting yourself in the customer's shoes, you know, as we show up on time, that's another trust builder. As we deliver a proposal or as we go do our walkthrough, that's enough, enough trust builder. And as you can see, What you should be understanding with this is that we're building momentum in a positive direction. It's kind of like dating, right? You, you, uh, nowadays it's, you do that initial message, right? Or you have that initial date and you, and you, um, have a good time or you have a good conversation and it goes into, you know, uh, going to a, a concert or doing something, you know, you know, doing some sort of activity and having a great time. And then it comes to, you know, having dinner frequently and each time you're having a better time, you're building trust with one another. And then, you know, obviously the, the relationship grows, the momentum shoots in the right direction. And, you know, you, you stay on that path, any major setback or any major thing that makes somebody like if, if, for example, like you had a date set and the person didn't call you or text you for the whole day and everything was going really well, well, guess what that does? That creates fear and anxiety Even if that person apologizes way too late, it creates fear and anxiety and apprehension to move forward in the future. That's the same thing with us. If we showcase to the customer that we're capable of dropping the ball, then they're always going to think that we are going to drop the ball. So the important thing is to never drop the ball, you know, so that's, that's something that you should take with you. So I hope this helps. This is kind of, man, I could go on this one for hours, man. I love this topic. So, um, a couple things. I'm on Clubhouse now. I'm going to be giving it to you in Clubhouse. If you want to connect with me on Clubhouse, it's at Tanner Mullen. 
try to get try to get on Clubhouse. It's phenomenal. There's not many people talking to contractors on there, so I hope to be one of the first. Um, and it's just really cool. If you don't know what it is, you just kind of it's it's deep conversation where you guys can actually kind of talk back to me, which which I'm excited about. You know, as I love these podcasts, but you know, if I'm doing these, I don't really have any feedback. You know, with with you guys, so you can jump on there, ask questions. I'm happy to coach you on there. Happy to happy to help, and it helps the collective. That's cool. Second thing, drip jobs. Hello, this thing's coming, man. I'm so excited. So if you want a demo of drip jobs, please reach out to me. I will not be letting people know when it launches. If you're in my network of people that have already pre-committed to sign up, you will be notified. There's enough of you out there where, where I need time to, to help you onboard, uh, my team to help you um, to, d- to do demos. So there's this group of individuals that have been with me for so long that are going to get uh, first priority with this amazing tool. Um, it would It would be... It wouldn't be beneficial for me to to do like a to do like a launch and let everyone know because I, I want to be able to kind of work with the people that have been invested early on to make sure they fully understand how to use it. So if you want to be a part of that group, please reach out to me and we'll do a demo with you. And then you'll get put in a queue of when we do launch internally, you will be notified and you will be one of the first. And I will be personally doing onboardings uh, for the first 100 customers. So I would love to work with you, especially you being somebody that listens to the podcast and um, is interested in that regard. So reach out to me, schedule a demo uh, for for drip jobs, and uh, you'll really love it. This thing is phenomenal. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Keep crushing it. Utilize these tools in your business. Give me some feedback on this one. Have a good one, guys. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at Contractor Coach, and I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email. Find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.